Welcome to the Mastering Fulfillment Podcast, where we focus on bridging your success with fulfillment in your personal, business, and spiritual life. And now your hosts, Scott Berry and Joshua Wenner. Hello, hello. This is Scott Berry and Josh Wenner. And welcome to podcast number one, Mastering Fulfillment. And we're so glad that you're with us. We decided to take our passions about personal growth, business, and relationship and turn it into a podcast for everyone. And so we'd like to just start off this session explaining a little bit about why we're doing this and just to kind of dive in. Yeah, you know, when we go through life, many times it can seem like we're hitting the target. You know, you go through life, you maybe think that we're supposed to achieve. So you go after achievement or you think it's about the relationship or you think it's about something externally that we're supposed to get. And then many times you end up getting that thing, whatever that thing is, and feeling a sense of unfulfillment. And I know a big a big reason uh, which inspired both of us to come together is really what's the target? What's that target that we're trying to hit? Not ne- necessarily something that we're supposed to achieve, but the idea of fulfillment, something that feels fulfilled. Um, I know we talk about an example where it's not necessarily how much you make, but how do you live? I think you've said many times, Scott, you know, how do you live like a king in simple means um, and kind of changing your mindset around so you live a fulfilled life? And I think that's kind of the kickoff of where we're going with this is what's that target for both business, spirituality, relationships, Mm -hmm and personal development, what's the target for us? I think we both resonated the fulfillment side. Yeah, and I think you hit the the nail on the head on that one. You, like me, and probably a lot of other people listening, we get very focused sometimes on goal-oriented tasks. And, you know, we'll probably have a lot of people out there that are very success-driven. What happens when you are chasing your goals and you get into the relationship that you're looking for. You finally land that account, you get that job, you take that vacation, and then in the pit of your stomach, the depths of your soul, that you know that there's just something missing, that there's just something that's not fully situating who you are and that piece of you that you're like, wow, I know that there's something bigger more expansive that I could be tapping into. And and a lot of what this podcast is about, it's about really getting down the brass tacks on what it is that will ultimately make us feel fulfilled, uh, not only on a high-level spiritual account, but on a day-to-day level. How do you wake up with the, uh, the amount of gratitude that, wow, you feel like you're not only living a purposeful life, but you just feel really good about the direction that it's going, even though you may not know where it's going or how you're going to get there. Um, a big thing that really spawned this, and if you look at a lot of the, the local events that have been kind of popping up, I mean, the latest one, obviously, was the, the singer for Soundgarden. Right. And then you take a look at the other example is, you know, the beloved Robin Williams. I mean, here are two men that obviously had massive amounts of success in their life. You know, here we have Robin Williams, who is this great recording uh, star when it comes to movies and, and television and, you know, has just won all these awards and acclaims and so forth from the guy from Soundgarden as well. And it just goes to show you that success 
doesn't necessarily always lead to fulfillment. And so we really want to get down to the fundamentals on what it is on a personal level that's ultimately going to make us happy. And it's obviously different for everyone. And we're just going to start to explore a lot of those ideas. Yeah. And I think that really touches on, you know, the achiever. We're both achievers. I think we we consider ourselves achievers. And I think how we came together is, you know, we're both passionate. You know, you look at different groups of friends and circles of influence and, you know, uh, you have some friends that are very focused on maybe achievement. You have other areas or other friends that are maybe very focused on their health and their fitness. You have other friends that are very focused on maybe financial achievement. Others are very focused on enlightenment or chasing their spiritual focus. So when you look at these different pockets or groups of friends, I know we came together because we both have high, call it achievement goals in what you would typically look at as balance and how do we achieve all these things. And many friends are really high in one area, but maybe don't really care about the other. And we noticed of these categories, they were all very important to both of us. And not just being super successful financially, but having, you know, very lack of understanding in spirituality or with relationships or in business or vice versa, you know, really focused on the body and the health and the fitness, but dropping the ball in the other areas. So I know we really came together saying we noticed, wow, okay, you have a lot of the same goals that I have and we're both high achievers in all these areas. And as we kept continuing to achieve, started to figure out, wow, okay, things are lacking. So you know, how do we find out in all these areas, um, what are those, those kind of cliff notes? Um, you know, whether it be through interviews, whether it be through and you know, current events that are happening, whether it being through the many years of personal development that we've both gone through, um, just kind of a, an interesting conversation to, um, give hit, you know, hints, insights, strategies. Uh, we both have coaching clients, you know, things that come up each week throughout our clients or businesses that we're working on, um, or in relationships. So, I think it provides a really good platform to just open up that conversation to figure out what is that target? How do you know that you can be at peace in those areas of your life? And not only at peace, but ultimately happy and, and truly fulfilled. You know, when I hear you speak, Josh, I, you know, it, it keeps reflecting to me this whole idea of balance. You know, here we have these areas in our lives, right? We have our, our spiritual and our emotional and our mental and our physical and our financial. And we have all these areas and, you know, we're always going to be kind of leaning to one direction or the other. Sometimes your health is a little bit off, so you're going to be leaning a little bit toward that. Sometimes your finances are going to be calling for more of your attention. Uh, you know, sometimes your relationship is either going really strong, you're just jumping into a relationship, everything is great, everything's roses and puppies. Uh, and sometimes you're in a transition from that relationship, right? So life is this kind of constantly shift and ebb and flow of where we're putting our attention. You know, sometimes our attention's in our physicality. Sometimes it's over in this direction where we start to really run into problems is when we start putting all of our eggs into one or two baskets. Yes, our relationships are really kind of like feeding our time right now, or our job is taking up a lot of our energy and focus and attention, but we're not giving any drive any attention to our physical space, and then all of a sudden it's like everything starts to break down. So I think that's one of the topics that we're definitely going to explore and really focusing on the, the harmony of all of those areas, right? We're not necessarily looking for balance, but we want a harmonious flow in all of those. And, you know, my wish for everyone listening is that they get just one or two takeaways that they can use to implement into their life. And, you know, where I'm really excited about this partnership is 
you know, I've got my own practice. I've been doing this work for, for quite a few years. Uh, Josh has also been doing this work for a little bit. And he's been training with some of the best people in the industry, like Tony Robbins. And so we offer uh, a very similar viewpoint, but we come from very different backgrounds. And so we have a lot of very different experiences. So we're going to be kind of mishposhing a lot of this together. We're going to be bringing in some experts in some field. So we may be in our life where it's like, wow, we've been so go, go, go and driving, driving, driving. And it's like, fuck, our health is off. So that may be a focus on bringing that in. And we may be bringing in speakers that are really aligned with the nutrition aspect um, of wellness. Um, And so we're trying to be bringing in lots of different authoritative figures in all these areas, all will, all still will supporting the whole idea of uh, fulfillment in these areas of your life. Yeah. And I think, you know, mastering fulfillment, uh, the reason it's focused on mastering is it's an ongoing process. You know, it's not a, oh, I hit this goal and then I'm there. You know, life is a journey and it's, it's, it's inherently built in with the ups and the downs. So here's what I've also seen too, is that we talk about success, we talk about goals, and there can be a very kind of applied science to certain levels of success. Like, hey, look, I want to take my business from you know, 500,000 to a million dollar revenue level. A lot of times there is a strategy for that. There are certain types of rules and standards and procedures and things to implement to get you to that place. Now, fulfillment is more of an art, right? Where success can be more of a science. It's definitely a hybrid of both, but fulfillment is a very personal thing. It's a very individualistic thing. And a lot of times we think, well, we're going to get to X, Y, Z. I'm going to be happy. And I think this is where... I really feel like this is where like a lot of the juice comes in. And, um, you know, Tony Robbins talks about this all the time that, you know, success, um, I'm sorry, fulfillment without success is the ultimate failure. And the problem is there's lots of defined ways for success, right? And we measure it by the number of kids we have. We measure it by the zip code that we live in. We measure it by all these little things. And that's sometimes easier to put on our vision board or to put on our goal list, what's really hard is finding out what is the individual thing, getting down to the specific why of why are we doing this? And ultimately we're doing it so we have a sense of connection to our higher self. We have a sense of connection to our peers, to our society, to our community in general that we're feeling like we have some type of contribution and that's where like the real juice comes in. But like I say, that's different for everyone. And this show is going to explore and hopefully kind of like raise some internal questions for everyone that's listening about maybe what it is for them that's going to help them become a little bit more fulfilled. Yeah. And if, and if it's, if, if you're new and you're starting to ask some of these same questions, you know, this is, it's an ongoing journey. So it's like, what is fulfillment? Uh, you know, even if that alone is a common question that as a listener, you find asking yourself, wow, what makes me fulfilled? Just that alone can start to create ripples. Uh, just that alone of tapping into your own spirituality. I think part of what both Scott and I both share is a, a deep appreciation for our own connection to spirit and our own connection to our higher selves. And so, you know, people watching the show, people listening to the show um, are, I think, a deep, deep part of us is wanting to create the space to have that ripple go off where 
you know, you listen to the show and you start to ask, hey, what is fulfillment for me? Maybe I can tap into a deeper part of myself and get clarity on what that looks like and create, as, as you mentioned, Scott, find out what that art is for me. How do I merge? You know, you have a couple of different areas that, that you balance yours at. I have a couple of different areas that I balance mine at. We're in all the same areas, but different levels of them to find that ultimate, okay, here's what the target looks like for me. Yeah, absolutely. Just as a a little bit of a disclaimer right off the bat, just to release a little bit of anxiety and pressure, because I know this is a this is a pretty big thing, and a question that I get in my practice all the time is like, "Wow, I haven't really found my thing. I haven't found my calling, or I'm not fully fulfilled in all these areas." And you know, I'll be the first one to say that I have yet to master this, right? And I know Josh has yet to master this as well. I think. What, what differentiates us is this has been kind of a lifelong passion for us. Like this is something that we're so dedicated to and not only doing it for our own selves, but to, but, but to other people, but just to let a, a little bit of kind of weight off of people's shoulders, you know, that this is always an ongoing thing. You know, the thing that you're doing now that may be the most fulfilling thing and, and making you feel like you've got a lot of like purpose and drive in this life, it's going to probably change. Part of this process too is recognizing, you know, when that comes and when things aren't serving you as much, um, you know, and and you'll see you'll see things start to get stale, uh, quote unquote, in your relationship, right, or your job, or all these other things that once brought a lot of passion, and it can be really scary. You know, I've got a. I, we've got friends and I've got clients where they were masters and you know leaders in certain artistic areas or certain business areas and they were really good at it and they had a lot of acclaim. People look up to them for that and they're like, wow, I, I wish I found my thing like your thing. And I have a couple of clients right now where they're looking to actually shift that. And it's been a few years in the making where they're like, wow, I've been doing this for so long and it's been part of my identity for so long that... Wow, I, I'm realizing that I'm not getting that same type of Russian fulfillment that I've been getting before, and I and I know that there's something else for me to shift into, but it's really fucking scary, right? And um, and so, Josh, I'd even like to ask you, out of like you know some of your clients and and people that you're working with, you know, how many of them would you say that that are kind of in a question of ah, I'm, I'm, I'm looking for that thing that I'm looking to move into, or I'm looking for a piece of uh, fulfillment in at least one or two areas of their life. Are, are you starting to see a trend in some of the people that you're working with? Yes, yeah, Scott, I, I think that's always like the common trend. I think the reason people come to coaching, at least from my experience, is there's either a big problem that they're experiencing or they're wanting that next level. But it still boils down to, uh, you know, kind of that same thing. It's they feel like they have to reach the next level to feel fulfillment um, in an area, and which sometimes may be true, but sometimes that can be uh, misleading as well. Sometimes it seems like we need to hit the next level, but really we're avoiding something at home or we're distracting ourselves from something at home. Um, right. I know a lot of times um, you know, clients will say, hey, I, I need to get to this next level, and we put a plan in place. But as we dive a little bit deeper, it's really that they have a, a pattern or a habit that's not serving them or uh, a deep area that they haven't, they, some, some, some deep wounds in their way of dealing or numbing is achieving. So I think it's a mixture of, um, learning to love ourselves is an ongoing part of the fulfillment process. And when I think the, the thing I was thinking of is as you, as you kept talking is knowing when to break through in each area and knowing when to surrender and, and be gentle and nurturing with ourselves. And 
Um, I definitely see that. I have a number of, of clients who are trying to figure out what is my purpose, especially for men. Yeah. Like, what is my purpose? What yeah. am I here to do? And getting sometimes caught in the mind or multiple different ideas and figuring out, okay, well, what now? And how do I develop a, a stronger sense of you know, learning and listening and developing skills to feel what the truth is or feel what my purpose is? A uh, number of people are into relationship. Like how do I create the partnership or how do I love myself enough to feel like I can have a partnership or if I'm in a relationship, how do I create the passion again if the passion's dying instead of going from relationship to relationship to relationship or, you know, finances mm-hmm. either breaking through, um, you know, limiting beliefs because they've been stuck at the same area forever or, you know, how do I put savings plans in place or, wow, okay, now I've, I'm, I've saved more money than I ever have and I still feel a sense of, 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 of uncertainty. Wow. Okay. I thought I once I made this much money, I think I was okay. I still don't feel okay. Yeah. Now five yeah. times. So it seems like each of these areas that we're we're focusing on, it's again. I think the common thing I keep seeing is the fulfillment. The target has been something else, but if we put the target as fulfillment, that's a whole different target that we're fo- we're focusing on. Yeah, I like that. So I mean, just by having that question. It, it, it almost dictates the direction in which you're moving and you're looking a little bit different as opposed to saying, yeah, I am looking to make 20K a month as opposed to I want to feel free with my connection to my finances. I want to feel like I'm actually financially free that I can do the things that I love to do as opposed to I want to make this much money in turn, because I think this much money is ultimately going to give me that, right? But it, I, I feel like it's almost getting down to a more fundamental core question, right? It's almost like that more fundamental core reasoning, the, the fundamental core why. It's like, okay, well, why do you want this relationship? <laughs> you know, why do you want this, uh, you know, why do you want to make this much money? Why do you want to be bought out? I mean, you know. And I think it goes back to something you, it was either on this uh, podcast or in our conversation earlier. It's getting into the specifics. I think many times people don't have clarity, so they live mediocre lives. And because there's not, they don't have a specific plan, they keep saying, I don't know. They keep getting, I don't know, and then trying to change something else. But they've never really clearly looked at where they're at and where they want to go or defined what's important. So uh, again, to kind of, I think, tie it all back, one of the things we're both really passionate about is not just success, whatever that would mean, but, but fulfillment. And I think for me personally, I didn't quite have it until I started losing things or until I started, you know, uh, losing everything in a business and going through bankruptcy after being at the top or, um, you know, feeling like I did hit the top and feeling like this achiever, but then feeling empty or, you know, so experiencing what I thought was a level of achievement and then achieving it and something wasn't there or getting it and then having it taken away and then thinking, oh, wait, I had it attached to my stuff. So with the stuff gone, then I lost my identity. So I think over time of all these different kind of peaks and valleys, realizing, well, what is the target? And I really like this this kind of uh, sense of resonance that we both have around, okay, well, what is fulfillment? And how do I define fulfillment? And how do you define fulfillment? And how do we you know, bring us both a sense of happiness? So no matter what we're doing, we can be present, we can be happy with life, and we can be at, at peace where we're not feeling like yeah. we're missing something. Yeah. It's kind of a target. Yeah. No, I, yeah, absolutely. I love that. And, you know, just to give you an experience share, I own another business where, so I've, I've obviously got my private practice, but then I've got another business in, in which I've had for, for a few years and I have a business coach and then I'm also part of this uh, entrepreneurs association and it's an organization where I'm in a forum with a bunch of amazing entrepreneurs that are doing deep dives and they're all about scaling their business. And when I first joined, I've been in it for a couple years or for a few years. 
I was very specific about this is what I want to do. This is how much I want to grow. This is my revenue goal. This is the infrastructure that I'm looking to bring on. Here's how many you know, sales reps, here's how many marketing people, here's like, here's basically the whole kit and caboodle of what I thought it would look like. And as I got a little bit more clear and, you know, learning, I, here I am learning strategies on how to really scale my business to that level. But the most important thing that really came out of that entire experience wasn't just the business skills, which I absolutely geek out over, but it's why am I actually doing that? And I got really clear that part of it was, it, it was a twofold, but the, you know, part of it was, yes, I wanted to learn the business skills and I love that. I want to learn the management skills. I want to learn how to ask for funding or to go for that. I want to be able to scale on a marketing level, right? I want to be able to figure out how to do retreats for my employees and, and being able to connect with them on a different level so they feel like they have a little bit of purpose in, in the work that they do with my organization. But the thing that I got most clear on was it wasn't necessarily about me scaling to a certain level. And the best part of that experience, beside the networking and the tools, was the clarity that I got, right? And the clarity that I got was I want to scale my business, I want to grow my business, but I want to do it in a different way than I initially thought. I want to do it in a way that integrates with my lifestyle a little bit differently. And I had to step back and say, on the grand scheme of things, what are the things that I love to do in my life? And I was like, well, I love to take the, I love to camp, right? I love to travel. I love to spend more time with this part of my other business, you know, whatever it is. And I'm, and I was saying, once I got to the core of it, like these things are going to make me feel fulfilled. Will scaling my business to this size align with that? And I got a very clear answer. It's like, no, it, it wasn't. And so I didn't have to halt that, but I had to look at it from a different perspective. And it's like, cool. So now that I know that, how can I scale it? And what does that possibly look like that aligns with the lifestyle and the fulfillment part of it that that I'm looking to move into. And, um, you know, I, I'm not there yet, but I will say I'm a lot closer now than I ever have been. So, so that feels really good. And, and I don't know if you can relate to that, but, um, just getting those little clarity moments, but like those kind of things happen constantly in your life, you know, and you'll start to, your lens will start to shift a little bit in all these different areas of your life. Right? You'll start looking at your relationships a little bit differently. You'll start looking you know, at where you're living, your diet. Like All of those things start to come into play and you know, asking the most fundamental level of how is this really adding to the fulfillment of your life? So. Yeah, and I, I really liked what you said and I really resonated with that. And I'd also say, I think sometimes people get insights, but it's hard to do the work. Like You had to ask those questions and then reestablish your life around those things. I related as you were talking to an area of my life where, um, for you know, I lost my brother. I, my brother died in 2007, and it was pretty tough on the family, which I'm sure in future podcasts we'll have different conversations around grief and around death and around loss. Um, however, one thing it did make me hyper aware of is the friends that I was spending time with and the mm. people that I was surrounding myself with. Right. And 
one of the core distinctions I, I got was, you know, there's that, that phrase that people spend their time making money to buy things to impress people that don't care, oh, you know, to, to buy that. things they don't need to impress people they don't care. Yeah, that's great. And it's, it's funny because I, <laughs> yeah. I found myself looking around and whether it was going to Burning Man every year and at first camping with different camps or, you know, I think going out and meeting people, you meet some people that are really supportive and you meet some people that kind of tear you down. Or do the poppy seed syndrome where, you know, you start to get more successful and they pull you down like a poppy seed. They cut the poppy seeds. Uh, so, yeah. uh-huh. um, you know, one thing that I, I made a connection with is I one day I had this epiphany. Like, oh, wait, all the people that are supportive for me, like my closest friends, uh, my parents, I'm kind of like taking them for granted. And and I'm not really validating them. And then I'm finding myself upset with the the peer group that I've surrounded myself with. And I'm being upset again and again. So one day I stopped and said, okay, what's as you mentioned, the fulfillment, what's going to make me fulfilled? And I was like, feeling good around my peer group. And I made the connection to say, okay, wait, I'm going to start changing my focus of the year of spending the time with the people that are most important to me. So I blocked out the year with spending time with my, my parents on the trips that we do as number one. Uh, I think it also helped because I did lose my brother and making it a little bit more important. And then two, uh, my closest friends, the ones that are very nurturing and supportive and loving instead of chasing kind of, you know, the external or chasing to fit into external environments really finding, no, the people that are already supportive that would be there no matter what, these are the ones I want to build upon. And it was a huge transformation. Everything started to shift because I felt supported and felt loved. And so it was a, a big distinction. My life, you know, greatly changed since making that, that distinction. But it took me a while to figure out, like, what's the target? You know, what what am I going after? Is it about fitting in or is it about, you know, feeling supported? Yeah. Um, and having a supportive group that I can give to and gives back. Was that a hard transition for you? Or is it one of those things where you got to a point where you're just like, oh, no, I'm just going to like pivot that way. What was your process in that? Was that a hard, was that a kind of a hard pivot or was it just kind of a natural progression? Yeah, great question. I, I think the hard thing that comes up at times is I spend a lot of time with family and I spend so much time that I go on, you know, my Christmas trips and um, I've now raised the bar and even said, OK, can I take them on a trip and do a couple of things that I, I was I wanted to do and hadn't done and to, to give back and um, you know, at the same, there's a cost to it. There's a cost of a part of my soul's desiring to go explore the world and almost be independent, or I really do enjoy meeting strangers and new people and developing new friendships. So I think it was a, a little bit of a contrast of, of a hard decision, but I also looked at it like, you know, I know this is super solid and it's not going anywhere. And I do value the connection and support. Um, and how do I find, again, every time I find myself looking at one or the other, how do I do both? But I did find Changing some of the friend groups was a little bit hard at first, but I use a common, and I think we've talked about this, I think, multiple times, is quantity versus quality. So it wasn't like I went to anybody and said, we're not friends anymore, or had any big drama or anything around that. All I did is I started to consciously choose who to spend my time with more and to spend the quality of my time with the people that were supportive. Yeah. Uh, and uh, the quality relationships didn't change. I didn't. I didn't have any big upsets, but... Yeah, it was a little bit challenging at first to make the make the shifts, especially because um, some of the close inner circle maybe didn't push me as hard uh, achievement-wise. It was more supportive. But um, I can always put myself in those environments for, for many, many pieces. Or, um, you know, it's have, there's friendships like yourself and others who have high standards and high goals that are also supportive. So it definitely started to change my focus. Yeah, absolutely. So I think we're very similar on that piece of you know, what is it today that's making you feel a little bit more fulfilled? And, you know, I, I do, I do volunteer work and one of my, 
one of my mentees is a, a teenager actually just kind of coming out of, I, he's, we started at 19 and he's actually going to be 21 this year. But I look at the teenage world and part of what's fulfilling for them is independence, right? And I remember a time when I was a teenager where God, I didn't want to do anything with my parents. I love my parents. I have a, still a great relationship with my parents. But at that time, I'm going through my own individualistic self and really figuring out who I am. And so like, mm. God, that was just the most fulfilling to me at that time. And, and and I see a lot of that reflection through him. But like you, I'm kind of on the flip side with my parents where I have such a beautiful relationship with my dad. And God bless him that he's he's one of my best friends. And I also know that I have a very limited time with him and with him being in his early seventies, but in still decent health, I'm, I'm putting more of a weight to making sure that I, that I connect with him. So, you know, that weight and that fulfillment and knowing that I'm going to be able to spend a little bit more time with him and trying to create that world to accommodate that. Um, has become has become a, a kind of a higher focus for me because that is becoming really important to me. But I will say, what's really interesting with the parents is, you know, every, every one of us is so busy, and you know, it seems to be the the kind of quote unquote default answer for all of us. It's like, oh yeah, I wanted to do this, but I'm just so busy. How are you doing? Oh, I'm just I'm so busy, and that. You know, before we know it, some of the things we wish we would have brought more into our lives have passed by and now we're five years down the road or seven years or ten years down the road. And, you know, it it wasn't if it wasn't for kind of the downtimes where I'm either meditating or, you know, I go hiking or camping by myself or I'm with my wife, or even through some of the conversations that, you know, I have with you, Josh, is that I start to realize it's like, wow. I'm realizing just how important it is for me to have more time with my parents. And so I make it a point to actually schedule that and to make more of that a, a priority in my life. Um, and again, like this is the work and, and this is the, the practice that it takes for us to take time to, again, get clear on what is it that we're, we're ultimately wanting. And, um, you know, again, it's a, an ongoing process. But what we're really trying to do with this podcast and part of the mission that me and Josh have is how do we take this from an, an existential type of idea of, you know, wanting to spend more time with the people that we love the most and, you know, be more fulfilled. Like these are all great fluffy uh, ideas but implementing them in a way that they become part of our life, they become part of our rituals, they become part of our muscle memory. So they aren't these isolated things that are just starting to pop into our existence, but they start to become a piece of who we are and how we live our life, right? It's not about finding out exactly what we're looking to do with this particular thing because that's always changing, but it's about creating a lifestyle and a pattern that says we're here to live life in a way that's fulfilling, right? And I think that's when the magic starts to happen, right? And, and once you start to go into that direction, what you find happen is environments, people, places, things that aren't necessarily congruent with that, that aren't necessarily in alignment with that, 
will start to drop off, right? Yeah, and and, and to support that, it's it's a it's a process, and I, I really liked what you said because it's a life, it's a lifestyle. It's yeah. like learning to live a fulfilled lifestyle. And and as you were talking, uh, I think it's really amazing. It's a process. It's not like you said, oh, I want to be good friends, and the next thing you know, you guys are good friends. Um, you know, it's a it takes the conscious thought process at first. It takes overcoming any any patterns um, that that come up for us around that because it's typically pretty challenging for um, to build down those walls of the you know the parent children identities. Um, you know, and starting I know one thing that's been really cool is we both go to Burning Man with our parents, and I have one of my greatest memories of member seeing your dad come and you guys integrated into the process and just watching the transformation. It's you know I think as we get older and continue to get uh, wiser in our decisions and, and more mature um, and able to value these things, just like you said earlier, instead of saying I'm too busy and pushing it off or making excuses, saying, no, this is really important. I'm going to find a way to make it happen. And then creating the mm-hmm. space and creating the time and creating the the culture. Hey, kind of step into this environment. And then even being at Burning Man and finding time to go, hey, I'm going to go, I'm going to go with my pops and we're going to go on a ride or, totally. you know, so those things enriching each other, supporting each other, sharing those experiences. Now we're sharing them together yeah. and feeding off of the mm-hmm. fulfillment um, and creating a new pattern. Um, so I think it's amazing. I think it, it, it takes, it definitely takes work, but it's so worth it. Um, you know, it's so worth it of being able to feel, and I, I, I keep going back down to peace because hmm. I look at it like at the end of life, hmm. you know, when it's our time and we're sitting there and you know, we're, we're at transition or we're close to transition. Um, are we at peace? Like, like, yeah. you know, did, did we really do what mm-hmm. we needed to do? And if we were to lose the people in our life, did we spend the time that we needed to? Did we get to experience them the, to who we are? If, you know, did we feel a sense of completeness in the relationship or our purpose? And I think that's, that's part of the questions we're constantly engaging with and inspiring each other with is asking some of these hard questions of like, wow, okay, if it is that time, Am I complete? And if not, what do I got to go do? What do I got to go create? And who do I got to show up and be living like it's an infinite, a, a, a finite part of life that's left and yet still planning on living as long as humanly possible, um, but balancing that act, right? And finding that that firm place of, just like you said earlier, living that lifestyle of fulfillment, but it could be gone in a week. <laughs> you know, it could be gone in a month. It could be gone in a year. Yeah. So mm-hmm. how do we make sure that we're we're taking the time to reflect, to ask these questions, to look in the areas that are uncomfortable we have resistance in, and to to do what needs to be done, to to have the strength to create those those areas and to ultimately have that fulfillment. Absolutely. And so, you know, again, th- that's kind of the overall theme and idea and what we're really passionate about helping people with is this whole idea of really bridging success with fulfillment and you know our our mission in life is is to really help people step into that in in whatever that means to them and providing all of the tools and insights and resources that we've kind of learned along the way and that we've kind of incorporated into our life. And so, you know, as we start this journey of this podcast together, we hope that you uh, stick with us. You hope that you integrate into this little community that we're building, you know, that we become just as inspired from you guys as you do from us. And so we look forward to this journey. Yeah. And, and also we like, if the goal is fulfillment, 
let us know. Like, let us know what are you doing to be fulfilled. Let us know what fulfills you. If there's certain keys that you found, like, let's share it with each other. Let's support each other in Absolutely. sharing strategies, insights, cool things you've done. Like, if you found that target and you feel totally fulfilled with certain areas or certain pieces of life, share that so we can continue to share it with others. Yeah, absolutely. And so we're, we're really looking to get lots of feedback from all of you. Uh, if you guys have any questions about this podcast or any other podcast, please feel free to go to our website at www.masteringfulfillment.com. Uh, again, all questions are welcome. We're going to be doing a Q&A every couple of months and taking listener questions. Also, if any of you guys would love to see pictures of Josh and I and our parents at Burning Man, go ahead and request it. We'll, maybe we'll put uh, a couple of pics on the website for you guys. <laughs> Until we see you guys again, sending lots of love and we'll see you on the flip side. With deep respect. Looking forward to the next time. <laughs>